0: <laughs> right at the beginning of this bad boy. <laughs>
1: What's going on, man? What is going on? Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Give me my theme music first. Shit. <laughs> Hey, what's up? It's your boy Leo G with another edition of the Leo G Show, man. I am Leo G and podcasting is what I do. Um, we out here doing our thing in the uh, in the universe here, man. So we're going to talk some sports. It's been a minute since we did the last show, but we're going to do one real quick. It's early. We've been, we've been getting these early shows in, man. I don't know if y'all, you know, if you're on your lunch break, you can check us out, man, and do whatever you need to do. I'm trying to get us up and running over on Facebook. But hey, you know what? If not, we'll go ahead and get the link out to you guys. You can check it out a little later on. We all up running, live streaming on YouTube for those of us, for those of you all that follow us on YouTube, man. So uh, before we get any further deep into the show, I gotta always kick it to my co-host that helped me and hold me down, man. He juggling a lot of stuff um, <laughs> over there on the east side, man. My man Derrick, what's up with you, man?
0: What's up, Leo G? You know it, boy. It's that time of the year where the juggle is real, the juggle not the is real. struggle, but the juggle.
1: The juggle is real. That's right. You, you know, so we got to always hold it down, all every kind of which way. You know what I'm saying? So we always got to do different things, man, and wear many hats. So, and now we're going to try to get this podcast in. We're going to give y'all what y'all want. We're going to give y'all an hour. I've been getting some feedback, man. So we're going to cut it off at the hour mark, the date. Derek, they don't want us to go on and for three, four, five hours like we've been doing in the past. We're going to give the people what they want. We're going to give them an hour. Let's do it. I think we can get that done, man. So, first and foremost, man, how how have you been, man? I know you had a busy weekend. Um, You know what I'm saying? You had to go, you know, do your thing and and, and be chilly and bring out the pom-poms this weekend, right?
0: Yeah, man. We had to drive up to Greensboro, North Kakalaki, for a volleyball tournament. But I must say the results were sweet because the girls came away in the silver bracket as the champions. I know you don't have your button ready, but I'm going to just give you a fake applause.
1: <laughs> I didn't have what? Huh?
0: There, there we go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah.
1: We'll give you some applause on that, man. Shout out to the girls, man, that came in up there. placed. Uh, I think you said second place. My headphones kind of went out on me a little bit. Man. No, no,
0: no, 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 no. I said, I said champions.
1: Champions, my bad. Okay, Champion. I'm sorry. Champions came out. Silver champions, like bracket champions. Silver bracket yeah, champions. Yeah. My apologies, dude. Silver black bracket champions. Thank like you, I sir. Said, my headphones went out a little bit, but it's all good, man. We back up and rolling, doing our thing. Yeah, Apple so Carlin. Hey, man, whatever, dude. You want to <laughs> It is what it is, man. So, look, man, we'll do it. <laughs> Fit check, drink check, man, as we always do, man. As you see, we got on the classic Atlanta Falcons gear, man, my boy uh, Derrico with the straight-up ATL over there. Look, Derrico, man, um, before we get into the meat of the show, man, I don't know if you got a chance to do this. This is random. I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, some stuff that we're going to discuss, man. But the first thing I want to talk about is shout-out. First of all, I want to shout-out to everybody that's been listening to the show Um Got a lot of people that's been asking me when we're gonna do another one, so we putting it out there, man. So uh, I'm glad everybody's listening and watching, and that's what's up. But um, on last night, there was a um, episode that came out on you. You. You are you a fan of the thirty for thirty on ESPN, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they do, yeah. in my in my opinion, they do a good job. And I don't fire up all of the 30 for 30s. I mean, there's a couple of them out there that are my favorites. Of course, they did one on the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Um, they did one on the women's uh, uh, national team not too long ago. I fired up. It was about a three or four-part series. It's a series out there okay. on Jeanette Lee. If you're into billiards or pool, there's one out there about Jeanette Lee, um, female uh, billiard player that I need to fire up here in just a minute. But last night was the debut of um, the uh, Bullies in Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore Bullies, uh, basically, uh, it was – they're talking about the 2000 Baltimore Ravens. Um, Probably one of the best, arguably, in my opinion, the best defense that ever laced them up and played, end up winning the Super Bowl, man. I don't know – I know you had a busy weekend. Do you feel like that's something that you're going to get fired up?
0: I, I, I'm gonna be honest with you, Leo. I, I I I try to limit my intake of the four-letter network <laughs> because I just don't, I just don't like them. I'm just gonna be honest with you, so fine. I limit my intake on the four-letter network. Only that's time fine. I watch it is when it's Monday Night Football when that's the only game in town. So, or oh if the Hawks on there or the <laughs> which Braves,
1: is a, which is a rarity, which, which is, is a rarity. rare which is rare. You know, we don't really get a lot of love, you know, nationally on that four-letter network, like you said, but I mean, put like this at Derrick, I would recommend that you go ahead and fire that up. It was a good watch. I watched it. Um, I'm an old-school football guy, you know what I'm saying? You know this. I think, you know, in all our conversations, you know, I mean, the modern-day game is, you know, great to me, man. I enjoy watching the modern-day game as it is right now, speaking of, you know, professional football, but, I mean, the Baltimore Ravens
0: were yourself, oh, <laughs> dog. Hey, this you, hey, so you gonna soft. hold on I to I, want, I, want,
1: yeah, I don't want nobody to get upset with me, man. I don't want nobody to get mad at me or upset with I me, mean, man. If I you know you know how this this they is, might, is man. they
0: mad, know, they this. might as well they might as well put on a red practice jersey on the quarterbacks.
1: Listen, man. During listen, the game. I don't wanna I don't want to step on anybody's toes. I don't want to, you know, this this new generation. Uh, You know, you and I come from a totally, you know, uh, you know, I've embraced it now. We come from a totally uh, different generation of sports, whether it's basketball, football, baseball or whatever. Um, And like I said, um, arguably, uh, the Baltimore Ravens, 2000, 2000 Baltimore Ravens, probably one of the greatest defenses that I've got a chance with is 85 Bears was a great defense. Uh, obviously, I, you know, I've heard stories of the – you and you were there, Derrick Cole, during the 70s, still curtain defense, defenses of the Steelers. But I will say I got to witness uh, – <laughs> that was a shot fire, right? I will say I did get to witness yeah. uh, the Baltimore Ravens, the 2000 Baltimore Ravens in all of its glory, man. Um, and it was a sight to see. As a Falcons fan – the jealousy just oozed from my body watching that team and watching that defense do what they do. Because I mean, it was to be honest with you, do it was not a team that was on the radar of a lot of people. If you go back to that season, um, their offense was was hot garbage. Started out with I think Tony Banks, who was the starting quarterback, ended up moving on to Trent right. Dilfer. The funny part about that team was they brought in Brian Billick. For those of you that don't know of the Minnesota Vikings offensive coordinator, fame back when they had ironically were beaten by the atlanta falcons in 1998 um uh nfc championship where they had chris carters the randy mosses the Randall cunninghams um so brian billick was brought over by the baltimore ravens to be this offensive guru but all of a sudden he embraces the fact that he has a team that's built and predicated on 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 a defense that is like a generational defense so um, it was something that I watched. And like I said, when I saw it happen in real time back in 2000, I was like, man, this defense is incredible, man. Lights out some of the names right. on that defense that, you know, um, the Ray Lewis's, um, Rod Woodson, Hall of Famer. I don't know how many Hall of Famers that they had on that defense, but I mean, uh, the Tony Saragusa, Sam Adams, Mike McCrary. I mean, outside of Falcons, I can name a lot of guys that were on that defense. Derrick, man, do you remember you, that season with the, you, with the defense?
0: You, you're not going to talk about the safety that was back there, though.
1: I said Rod Woodson.
0: I said the safety.
1: Who, who was the safety back there? Yeah, okay, Anthony, ahead. Anthony Mitchell, Rod Woodson. Like I said, you had Ray Lewis, and I'm just this is just off the top of my head. Um, you know, uh, those guys were, were killer back there. Who else? Who am I missing?
0: Go ahead. I'm going to catch you back
1: up. Now he's going to catch back up with me. No, no. But no, before we go too far off, man, like I said, man, if if anybody gets a chance to go out there and fire that up, man, they got it out there now on uh, ESPN. You probably stream it on the Apple. You can probably look at it um, on demand. So I I fired it up. I got halfway through it. I got to finish it up. Um, Shout out to my man, Jamal Lewis, who played. He was a rookie on that. uh, Played against that guy in high school. Um, He was a beast then. Went on to um, Tennessee and then went on to become a national champion, by the way, at Tennessee and then went on to become a Super Bowl champion at um, with the Baltimore Ravens, man. So let's get into it, Derrico man. Is there anything? I know it's, it's midday. We're doing our thing, man. Anything you want to let the people know that you're you drinking on, sipping on, or anything that you picked up here lately?
0: Um, I'm drinking water because I'm just drinking water. But I do have <laughs> this just in case. Just in you. case, yeah. Um, one of our friends was telling us that she had she was sipping on some one thirty bourbon, and she said it was like hitting her in the chest. She must have had this single barrel Jack Daniels because it's at one thirty, and I can tell you one thing: it is fire.
1: Hey, man! Shout out to you for hooking your boy up with that single barrel uh, select barrel proof jack daniels i will attest to it it yes. is literally fire you know what i'm saying over 100 yes. i know how we like to do our browns and our and our uh our bourbons and our tennessee whiskeys man that jack daniels is something that if you hadn't checked out you definitely want to check it out so derrick you actually made the, the the pilgrimage all the way down to the south side on last week man i was able to procure some some unicorns as they would say in the quote unquote bourbon world on last week shout out to the plug man my man over at uh, my man yes pre over at Tap House was able to uh, he has a big big deal I want to keep it on the low because I want everybody to know about it you know what I'm saying but w- was able to go over there and uh, he set it out was able to pick up some stuff and guess what you were able to he was able to take a sip of something that we had yeah. been looking for for a long long time man um, this thing this, this is hard to find and uh, I was able to finally procure me a bottle of it, and it didn't disappoint. You were able to come over. How was your first impression of the Will of Twelve,
0: um, Leo? It was mighty, mighty tasty.
1: <laughs> mighty, mighty tasty. Absolutely, it was
0: worth like it. Said. Was it was worth the wait? I, I say it was worth the wait. You know, when I when I when I when I first partook in it. It just sat there on my palate,
1: I don't and know. Did a It just, just and just
0: did a cartwheel. I'm
1: gonna just gonna do did a cartwheel. So just so it was a taste good because I I want to save it and I want to savor it. So I'm I'm gonna do it just a little taste because it's early. We're gonna do just a little taste of that, man. Well, twelve, like I said, shout out to the plug. I also was able to procure another bottle that I had been looking for, but we'll bring that out for another podcast, right, man? But absolutely, yes, sir. um It did not disappoint. Another Buffalo Trace hit. So. We gonna keep on keep it moving, Dereko. We are in the month of February. That means we are in Black History Month. So mm-hmm. you know, I before we get into the meat of the show, I did want to actually, you know, throw out some Black History sports, you know, whatever. And um, oh, before we get into that though, before we get into that, shout out to my boy Banks. Banks, you know, mm-hmm. he might jump on my boy banks you know what it is man our other co-host banks yes
0: oh my bad my bad i thought you was you talking about tony banks earlier i thought you were still talking about him my bad
1: (laughs) no i'm talking about our boy banks man on the show represented he might jump you never know with banks he might jump on here in just a minute he might not i don't know man he's got a lot of stuff going on that man wear a lot of hats too so shout out to our boy banks man um if he gets on, he gets on, he'll just jump right in At like the professional that he is As we talk about what we talk about on the show Um, but yeah Man, so just want to give a shout out to our boy Banks, man, so yeah Black History Month, going back to Black History Month this month I wanted to Give like a couple of little nuggets about Black History As, as, as it Pertains to the world of sports Because African Americans In this country have contributed A lot to the sports scene Um you know, whether it's baseball, football, basketball, hockey. Yes, I said hockey, mm-hmm. track and field, right. whatever. We we have contributed a lot. And um, I didn't know if you wanted to, you know, drop a, a, a Black History Gym for the month of February um, from your tape to let everybody know. Something that, you know, I mean, maybe that's near and dear to you or just off the top that you just want to give a shout-out to. But I got a, little tid- a couple of tidbits that I'll get into, but I wanted to come to you first.
0: I want to give a shout-out to the infamous, world-renowned Harlem Globetrotters, the staple of black excellence of basketball. Yes, that just popped in my head. I was going to say something else, but the Harlem Globetrotters. I want to highlight that basketball team because they were truly the entertainment for us. Shout out to all my Old school Harlem Globe Trotter fans that know about Curly Neal, Metal Lemon, Metalak
1: Lemon, those yes, cats.
0: You know what I'm saying? So yes, the Harlem Globe and yes, Washington Generals. Y'all was always the doormat. So keep it up.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, man. Absolutely, definitely, man. Want to give a shout out to the Harlem Globe Trotters, man, because. They, they really were you know innovative in what they did and their style of play just a very all-around entertaining uh, basketball team um, so listen man I got a couple of little black history tidbits that I want to drop too man but you know like I said you went very very hard with the Harlem Globetrotters um, so listen what we do now modern day with our podcast man um, we're able to have a platform to reach out to, to, to many of people but listen it, it wasn't always like that, Derrico, right? And we didn't we didn't always have a place to be able to talk about sports, right? We we didn't always have a place to do that. So there were a lot of people that paved the way, and I just want to pay homage to them. Uh, as we talk about sports on this podcast, in 1929, do you know that was the first black sportscaster in 1929, Derrico? Did you know that? You on mute.
0: 1929?
1: It, oh, I'm yes, going to hear this. In ni- yes, in 1929, there was the first black sportscaster. His name was Sherman Jocko Maxwell. Sherman Jocko Maxwell was the first, was widely believed to be the first black sportcaster in the history of casting. He began as a 22-year-old at WNJR in New Jersey and throughout the 1930s interview many of the biggest stars in sports he's he also was the public address announcer for the negro league's newark eagles and will go on to become a prominent scholar on black baseball okay despite his many accomplishments it was a well-known fact that he did not get paid for his work Mm um for you know, doing his you know working with broadcast outlets, man. So definitely wanted to give a shout out to um, the first black sportscaster, Sherman Jocko Maxwell. Um, started his career back in 1929. So you know we do this on a small scale, Derrico as a podcast right here in 2023. Right. Um, so through the years, man, you know we we've seen you know our faces represented on a uh, many a broadcast, whether it be radio or television. But this guy here started it all. You know what I'm saying? He was the he was the godfather of the modern day black sportscaster, man, Sherman Jocko Maxwell. So I just wanted to give a shout out to him for Black History Month, man. That's that's my tidbit. That's my take on it, man. And definitely, you know, we I say we owe a lot to the brother. We owe a lot to the man.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yes, sir. That's a nice yes, little sir. nugget there, sir. Absolutely, absolutely. You what dug in, other you dug nugget? In your
0: research bag.
1: I did dig in my research bag. One other nugget that I wanted to uh to give because we got we have a lot of of course, shout out to our um you know what I'm saying, our our foot uh, foot fo- as you like to say football fam, our soccer fam. I also want to give a shout out 1889 the first professional black soccer player, a guy by the name of Arthur Warton, born in Jamestown off the Gold Coast in which is now modern day Ghana. He became uh the first black professional soccer player all right he made 54 overall appearances across four professional seasons and was elected in 2003 to the english football hall of fame so Arthur Warton was the first black professional soccer player So that's another black history nugget that i wanted to drop on the podcast today did you know that derrick uh, i did not <laughs> i did and not. that's what i'm here for i like i like to what, learn i like to learn that's what the Looking leo like g show is knowledge. here for man bringing bringing some knowledge man hopefully we'll do a couple of more shows here before the month of february and you know what man we just need to do that on a regular basis man drop some knowledge drop some history for those people that listen to us and like to watch us, so they'll know about you know uh the the contributions of african americans right. to this landscape of what we call sports man so definitely want to drop let's that. do it absolutely so listen man Let's really get into the show, man, because, you know, we only got an hour to dig into this thing. we 20 minutes in. Um, definitely have some other stuff that we wanted to get into. Because the last time we were here, Derrico, the last time we were here, mm. we talked about the college football national championship, right? Something near and yes, dear to did. us. Something near and dear to us. We talked about it because the University of Georgia was playing for the national, their second national title out in Los Angeles against the TCU Horn Toes. man. So, we want to go ahead and do a Can recap of that. I know toads? it's like frogs, toes. Fro- what is it? At this point, what a I – mean,
0: ge- Go to geckos, gecko, geckos, the
1: geckos, 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 <laughs> the lizards, whatever. Them boys yeah, the out of lizards. Fort Worth, Texas. Them boys out of Fort, <laughs> Fort Worth, Texas. I know it's been a couple of weeks, man, but listen. We still wanted to get in here and do this recap of this game. So, if you didn't know, if you were living under a rock, I can't put this hat on because this is actually my son's hat and it's fitted to his head. If you didn't know, so if you're watching on YouTube, it. if you're watching us on YouTube right now, look at that. And I'm going to go ahead and say it. The Georgia Bulldogs were victorious. The 2022 national champions, back-to-back national champions. Derek, I'm going to give it over to you before we actually get into the nuts and bolts of this entire game. How do you feel about that when I say it? When I say it, back-to-back national champions, University of Georgia. It has a
0: ring to it that pisses off a lot of folks that are on the left side of us on the map, and I love it. I absolutely love it. Because one thing I've heard is if UGA fans, if y'all win another championship, especially a back-to-back championship, we ain't going to be able to shut y'all mouths. That is correct. And that that, that that's not a problem over here. We will absolutely make y'all feel and understand why we're happy and ecstatic about winning back-to-back Natties. So you're going to have to bear absolutely, with us man. a whole nother year.
1: Absolutely. And I'm here for it. Listen, before we start talking about this game, because we are fans, and I think, you know, I say this all the time, because we fan. So I'm going to talk as a fan right now. Yes, we are the defending back-to-back national champions, okay? I don't care how many championships you got on your banner, okay? They go back to the 1930s, 40s, 20s, whatever. Right now, the University of Georgia are the back-to-back college football champions, man. And I'm absolutely going to enjoy this and relish this going into um, the college football season here this fall. So, Derrico, I know you were busy, didn't get an opportunity to go up to Athens to celebrate. But guess what, your boy did. I got a chance to go up to Athens and celebrate, man, with the second back with the second championship parade, man. And I, I must say, it was it was glorious. It was everything I thought it was going to be, and then some. Um, I absolutely enjoyed it, man.
0: That's the second year in a row, by the way.
1: Second year in a row, that, and it didn't, and, and it didn't disappoint. I,
0: that, that, I'm oh, talking about that, I that you were unable because... to make it. because of other obligations boys you know daddy duty be calling so daddy had to take care of daddy duty business.
1: Hey man and we understand that dog you know what I'm saying that that, 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 that takes priority over everything man you know what I'm saying but like I said you were there with us in spirit obviously like I said we had to represent for the Leo G show our boy Banks was also out there as well I took I took my son Derrick Cole something that was very very special the first uh, championship parade I wasn't able to attend, but I made it my business. When I knew, I said, and I and I and we talked about this. I don't like the jinx jinx it, but I said, you know what? When we win the second championship, I gotta be in Athens for that parade. And I and I said it and I put it out there. I said what I said. And we actually took care of business and we were able to to win a second national title. And I went up to Athens. I was able to take my son. Listen, so There's no secret, you know what I'm saying? I'm a little long in the tooth. I waited almost the entire length of my life to see Georgia win a national title, okay? Georgia won a national title in 1980. I was barely a year old. Yes, I'm that old. I'm going there. And to see them win a title for the 2021 season and then to do it back to back, I said, you know what? I had to be... I got to take my son so he can experience this. You know what I'm saying? Living here in this state and and to see it. Because, you know, he's young, very impressionable, man. He's 10 years old. Um, I wanted him to experience it, man. It, 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 it's something that I wanted because I didn't get a chance. Dude, there was not a lot. for, for my, In my young childhood, Derrico, and you growing up in Cairo, growing up in this state, man, there was not a lot of sports championships to celebrate. You know what I'm saying? Like, As kids, we didn't get to celebrate a lot of this, right?
0: That is correct.
1: <laughs> Unless so, you're talking about def-
0: high school. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, hey, you down there in South Georgia, yes, y'all ran the state back then. So yes, y'all were yes. able to celebrate a lot of a lot of successes um when it came to football. But listen, man, you know, from a from a college football perspective and from a professional perspective, man, there was just not a lot to celebrate. I think I was, you know, I was in high school when I celebrated our first professional championship. And then I, as an adult now, celebrating uh, UGA winning the college football championship, man, like I said, it took 40 plus years for them to do it. So I went up there to Athens, man, absolutely incredible. Shout out to the University of Athens um, for, you know, doing the parade, a sea of red and black up there, man. It was absolutely incredible, Derrick Cole. Um, you would have thought this was the first one that they had won in 100 years. Because the energy levels were there. Um, it was packed. We got up. To, we, so to tell you how serious it was, man, I drove up. Takes about an hour and a half from where I live up to Athens. We drove up, got up there early, got our place. Um, by like 10 o'clock, the whole streets were filled. That street was filled, red and black. Pray didn't start to like twelve thirty one o'clock. But by 10, 10 right. 10.30, you couldn't even see the sidewalk anymore. Everybody was there. Lined up, man, Kirby Smart came down and it was just incredible. We stood right, right in front of Sanford Stadium as they did the Bulldog walk in, man. And it was just, it was incredible, dude. It was incredible. So let's get into, let's go ahead and get into the game, Derricko. Let's go ahead and get into this game, man. Georgia Bulldogs win their fourth national title. Yes, I said that right. The fourth national title for the University of Georgia. Um, it completely annihilate uh TCU 65 to 7. This wasn't even close. Um Derek Cole, you and I text and corresponded throughout this game, man. Um yes. so first of all, your thought, did we did we even expect this? You know, we talked about it, we gave it a preview, we thought this was gonna possibly be a game, but this ended up not even being a game.
0: I I I I I I I'm not I'm being honest, and they can go back and check the tape. I thought this game was going to be closer than this. I really did. And I drank the Kool-Aid thinking that TCU was going to give us a battle based on what they had been doing previously. I think we might have said – I might have said it was going to be close in the first half, and then UGA would kind of pull out in the second half. But it was just vice versa. They just – they just – they just destroyed them guys, man. They just made them understand the fact that they shouldn't – even been on the field. I only like saying that because if you got there, then you deserve to be there. But y'all were just outmatched, outman, outgunned, outcoached, outclassed, outfan, out everything. Y'all just showed up and was happy. And Georgia just said, We're just going to take it to y'all and we're going to make it clear to the rest of the country that UGA is here to stay.
1: I mean, up 31 points at halftime, man. Um, what a performance. I mean, you know you know we we kind of you know a little nervous i guess at first you know what i'm saying tcu did score early they scored um you know in the in the first quarter uh they put up so 7 so it was 14-7 and it went 17-7 in the first quarter i think obviously it was like okay well maybe tcu did pinch somebody maybe they did find something i think uga early had a turnover and then they were able to capitalize off that and score so 17-7 in the first first quarter but then in the second quarter UGA ripped off 21 unanswered points and now TCU found themselves down like 31 points going into halftime man rich <laughs> i don't think all year they had played a team like that and had you know were down no. 31 points going into halftime man and it was like you know what do you do Derrick Cole, let me ask you this let me pose this question to you as a coach what do you say to your team at that point going into halftime having to come back out to face a squad like Georgia. What what can you say to your squad?
0: I mean, realistically, you, you'll try to, to come up with any anything to kind of motivate them. You know, if I'm in that situation, you just have to say it is two halves in a football game. Just like they dominated the first half, we can do the same thing in the second half if we keep our composure and stick to TCU football. So I just want you guys to go out there and compete and show some pride that you belong here and go out here and try your best. Not not try your best. Go out there and spank their tails in the second half and make it a ball game. That's what you say. Now, if you believe what you're saying is a different story. But that's what you have to say to them young, them young guns. You have to try to motivate them to get them in a mindset where they want to go out and try to compete and not just get blown out for the whole game. Because like I said earlier, everybody knows if you go out there and get your tail mollywocked, everybody's going to say, see there, TCU didn't belong in that game. The real championship game was the first two games gonna say the first two teams that played and that was the real championship when it was them two teams. I'm not going to call them two teams because it doesn't matter what those two teams are, because <laughs> Georgia is the back to back national champions,
1: national champions, back to back national champions. So, listen, since you went there, I will go there. Um, so I'm just say this. You know what? It might be. Because I got I know I, you know, some of my closest friends are, are Ohio State fans. Yes, I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna go there and go back to the to the playoff game and talk about it that was played at Mercedes Benz. Listen, for you Ohio State fans that are still crying, whining, and complaining about uh it should have been a pass interference, it should have been a targeting, whatever the case may be. Listen, you guys had every opportunity to win that game, okay? You didn't. It's over. I don't know why y'all still crying, man. It, it's over. All right, we about to, we'll fire this thing back up in the fall, and y'all get back and meet us there again. All right? Because, Derek, I don't know about you, man, but I've been seeing a lot of crying on social media. I've been hearing a lot of crying about this. He hit on Marvin Harrison, Marvin Harrison Jr. He knocked him out the game. It was, I hate it for Ohio State because it was really that year. You know? and so, ah, I just heard a bunch of crying. All right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So listen, I mean, listen. That's part of the game. I mean, y'all make excuses for every every football team except UGA. If this would've happened, if this wouldn't have happened. I mean, come on. We you didn't hear us saying we was missing our players. We weren't crying about that. You know what I'm saying? No, we don't, because you know what? We're in big boy football territory, so we know how the game rolls. So what y'all need to do is suck it up get your big boy draws on and take that L and come back and try again next year.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, man. This happens. Injuries happen. And if you go back and look at it, you can look at it over and over and over again. It was nothing malicious, no malicious intent behind the hit on Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, You know, it is what it is. And you still, even after that, I think UGA was still down, came back, drove, went up and Ohio State, got a possession, C.J. Stroud played the game of his life, was able to somewhat manage to get them into field goal range, and he still came up short. So, I mean, it is what it is at this point. Like Derrico said, man, we have, as as UGA fans have listened to everybody else get excuses but us, you know what I'm saying? The, everything worked in our favor. We were able to get back to a national title game and play TCU, and we end up mopping the floor with them, sixty-five to seven. Wasn't even close. Max Dugan, who we predicted to come out and maybe you know give them somewhat of a chance, fourteen to twenty-two, uh, one hundred and fifty-two yards and two interceptions. Let's talk about them Georgia boys and what they did. though Stetson Bennett, man, um, ends his college career as a back-to-back champion, um, walk-on. Back to back national champion. All we we talked about all the things he went through. 18 of 25 in this game. 304 yards and four touchdowns. I mean, it was unreal what he did in in that game. Um, as a lot of people will say, it was it was like a you know a, a scrimmage or whatever the case may be. But hey, look, this was the team that was in front of him. This is what you know he had to, to do against. And shout out to, to Todd Munkin for for the game plan, the blueprint to do what they needed to do. I mean, he saw the chinks in the armor for whatever it's worth against TCU, man. And, you know, Stetson Bennett was pretty much, you know, untouched. And they, they had a flawless, you know, execution offensive game plan um, to go in here and get this thing done. So just for a minute, Derek, Cole, let's talk about Stetson Bennett. I know it's been some negative attention against, you know, with him in the media here lately. And I don't want to go too far off into the weeds to talk about that. But his performance in the national title. I just want to get your opinion on him, how you feel about his career at Georgia because we know now that he's reached that precipice where for a Georgia player, he's that guy. I don't think he there's not a bar in the state of Georgia that he can walk into and buy his own drink. No pun. No, not – I'm not trying to be funny about that. But, listen, Stetson Bennett has, you know (laughs) – Stetson Bennett is that guy man Who is now in the state of Georgia If he walked into my local Watering hole man there would be a round Of applause I mean this guy Did what he needed to do His story is crazy Derrick if you want just talk a minute about Stetson Bennett And what he was able to accomplish In his collegiate career at the University of Georgia Man
0: Well there's only one thing that you can say is He won two national championships And they were back to back and no one can get close to saying that they did anything similar or the same. So he had two back-to-back national championships, an SEC championship. There's nothing else can be said as far as his career at UGA. A lot of us, including me, had to eat some crow, so I'm going to eat it because I'm a grown man, and that's what we do. We own up to our you know, our, our misdiagnosis. And shout out to, to my man Leo for that big A word that he used over there. I'm not going to repeat it because I'm going to screw it up, but he know what he said earlier uh, when he was just talking. But shout out to you for that big A word that you just used. But, yeah, Stetson Bennett, <laughs> kudos for you, dog. You did your thing. You led UGA. And I just have to give old boy, the old, old boy smart, Kirby smart, Hey, you stuck with your guns. Shout out to you because you didn't listen to the outside chatter noise. And and you led the Bulldogs to two national titles back to back.
1: Hey man, That's all I yes. can say. For, forever, man, you'll be our boy, man, Stetson. I, you know, it, so I'm not going to go into detail. You know, like I said, if you've been following the local news here in the state, man, I mean, Stetson has, you know, he, he's, he's gone through it here a little bit here um, In the media uh, You know It is what it is man We are we we are all human um, I don't want to take anything away from him You know He's going to go through his trials and tribulations Just like all of us do But um, You know Very very big for the state And very very big for the uh, University of Georgia You know him um, You know basically steering us to a national title man Um Listen Before we move on to the next topic of conversation in the podcast, man, Stetson Bennett is getting ready for the next phase of his career. And I think there's been a lot of talk and a lot of chatter about what that is. So we'll talk about it for just a minute before we move forward. I'm gonna give you my personal opinion, and Derek, I definitely, you know what I'm saying, respect your personal opinion about this, man. Stetson Bennett, 25 years old, moves on now to the next phase of his his life um and the next phase of his life could vary well because he you know add on to what you said to add on to that Heisman finalist he was a Heisman finalist was invited to New York as well um to that so his resume speaks for itself um but here we go now as the offseason approaches here after the big game here coming up is this is Thesson Bennett a NFL quarterback I'm gonna give you my opinion first and then I'm gonna pass it over to you there's a lot of talk whether or not Stetson Bennett is an NFL quarterback. My personal opinion, is he an NFL quarterback? I say so. I say yes. Now, hear me out when I say this. There are a lot of different places as an NFL quarterback you can be. You could be a starting NFL quarterback. You could be a backup NFL quarterback. You could be a scout team NFL quarterback. There's a lot of different places you could be when it comes to being in the NFL. Is Stetson Bennett a starting quarterback coming out of college right now? Absolutely not. Hell no. Is there a place for somebody like Stetson Bennett in the NFL? Absolutely. Yes. Will he get drafted in the seventh rounds of the NFL draft here coming up here in April in Kansas City? Only time will tell. My personal opinion is that I think that there are some teams out there that probably take a chance and a shot at somebody like Stetson Bennett. I mean, obviously he does have some personal stuff going on right now that might kind of cloud that over. But the guy's a competitor. He like he he's, you know, won two back-to-back national titles. Everything he's been through to get to uh him to where he is now, I think it speaks for itself. And I think that there is a place for someone like him in the NFL, whether it be holding the clipboard or being on a practice squad. I don't know if somebody will take a chance on him him as far as a draft pick, but definitely as an undrafted free agent, I think that somebody will take a chance at him. The guy's a competitor. And, I mean, I think that says enough for itself. Talent-wise, height-wise, weight-wise, whatever, I think that just looking at him being a competitor, playing at the level that he did winning the national championship, that'll go a long way in somebody taking a chance on that young man in the NFL. With that being said, Derek, I'll pass it over to you. Where do you see Stetson Bennett – in his football career moving
0: forward? He had an excellent college career. Some folks are just good college football players. And I, my personal opinion is he falls into that category. I mean, we've seen a lot of great college folks that were great college football players and it just didn't translate to the league. Yeah, someone is probably gonna give him a a chance, whether it be late, 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 Mr. Irrelevant type draft pick or undrafted, someone's gonna give him a shot. Um I just I just don't I just don't s I just don't know. I, I, I just don't know. Leo, I, I've watched I watched, I'm like, can he make this throw? Can he make that throw? Can he actually play against guys? where he has to throw people open. And I haven't seen that. I've seen where people are opening, of course, he's going to make the throw. But I just don't know if he's throwing people open where he's going to have to do an NFL on a consistent basis because it's not too many times you're going to have a man just running free, wide open all the time. And I just think that's probably
1: where
0: where it's going to be a –
1: uh, issue for him so let me let me ask you this uh, as we as we move forward here um as we said way out of this his competitiveness and where he is and where he stands because what you just said Derek called to me i mean that stuff could be worked on that stuff can you know like i said you, you do have to have talent you do have to have talent to be able to do some of the stuff that you just mentioned but yes. with that being said you know can he work to a level to where he's able to perform and do some of those things. I mean, because like I said, I'm just I'm just, I, hey, the kid's a competitor, man. He's we we know that he's I'm working a, on trying to get to the next level. He's a competitor. Can he work I'm a on competitor. those things? Those just, I'm a
0: competitor. I'm a competitor.
1: Competitive what eater?
0: I'm a I'm a competitor. <laughs> I love to compete. You know what I'm saying? But that don't mean that I can go out there with an elite talent. Do you know what I'm saying? I was a competitor. I was the competitor. I was a three sport athlete, so I was a competitor. But there were some limitations <laughs> that I had that were gonna get me to the next level. And I'm just saying <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I mean if if he goes and does well, God bless him. I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and just say there's no chance in double H. E. Hockey stick that, that he's not gonna, you know, or can do well in the league i'm just saying that there's some limitations man i'm not i understand I, yeah that's all i'm saying
1: he's gonna so i think that he's gonna get an opportunity i think in my you know i think he's gonna get an opportunity and we'll see that you know going into the university of georgia you know him going there he was told by several people there not to go too far off into this but that he wasn't going to be that guy. He ended up being that guy, ended up bringing the UGA back-to-back national titles. Not to say he's going to do that in the NFL, but guess what? I think we both are in agreement that he's going to get a shot. He's going to get a shot, and we'll see how this shot end up, uh, ends up for him right. uh, moving forward. So, man, move, listen, man, we we, we, we at the halfway point here, uh, a little over the halfway point. Like I said, we're going to keep it to the hour today. We're going to keep it to the hour, people. So that's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to talk about the Well, next you got to run through this
0: next into. segment in, 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 in 12 minutes. Well,
1: man. well we're going to do it. We're going to do it do do that's it. what we do. Let's go. Hey, hey, man, let me quarterback this thing. So listen here, man. We are coming up on one of the biggest things, the big, the national, one of the national holidays of this country, man. We're coming up on the Super Bowl here. We're going to do a quick rundown Super Bowl preview, Derico. Um, Hopefully here, God willing, I'll be able to, to witness this. As as my man Derrick Coe said, he is celebrating the Super Bowl, our national holiday in the United States. Some team playing another team that ain't the Falcons. And damn it, Derrick Coe is, is, is doing it big up at, at, at his house, at his crib. If you if you uh, are, are, are privy enough to know about that, then I'll see you there. So, listen, we're going to do a Super Bowl preview because <laughs> our boys are out. <laughs> our boys are out, man. Let's do let's let's quickly segue let's let's i'm sorry not segue let's quickly um do do uh let everyone know how the two teams that are playing the super bowl 57 got here right so first and foremost super bowl 57 if i'm not mistaken is going down glendale arizona um out there yes. state forum stadium Um, uh, we got first and foremost the kansas city chiefs versus the philadelphia eagles One thing I do want to mention before we start talking about the nuts and bolts of this game and and get into predictions and how we feel about it is that we got two African-American quarterbacks now playing in this game. First time we've ever seen this. Shout out to Black History Month. You couldn't have a better month for this to happen, right? February got two. The first time two African-American quarterbacks are playing for the Super Bowl, and it's very huge and very significant when you look at it and consider how long the NFL has been around. This is the first time we're seeing this, Derrico. This is huge. I don't know. Yes, it people is. People have kind of downplayed this, but this is, is huge, man. I mean, we've had a, a African-American quarterbacks win the Super Bowl, but we haven't had two to actually play against each other, man.
0: Yeah, so, you know, when you say downplay, I'm, I'm going to hit this point and then we're going to stick and move. The reason why I was being downplayed initially because all they kept talking about is the Kelsey brothers and uh, Andy Rebo. That's why. That's why I got put downplayed. They was focused on the Kelsey brothers and the Andy Rebo.
1: Next. Okay. All right. Hey, man, listen, I will I will piggyback with you on that and say, yes. That, that is what took the headlines, the Andy Rebo and the Kelsey brothers. That did take the headlines. But we're going to at the Leo G show, we're going to go ahead and keep it a buck. Like as my man Banks would say, this is two African – make no mistake about it. Two African American quarterbacks, Jalen Hirsch and my man Patrick Mahomes playing two African-American quarterbacks leading their teams, right? So here we go. How did they get here, man? First and foremost, Derek Carr, I want you to talk about this a little bit. NFC Championship, San Francisco 49ers versus the Philadelphia Eagles. This was a lackluster game. Uh, we're going to yep. go into this just a little bit to talk about it. Listen, San Francisco 49ers came in as a, a a good team, a very, very good team. You know what I'm saying? Coach under Kyle Shanahan, man. Um, They took an L from our Atlanta Falcons this year, right? So uh, <laughs> they, did. they get to the they get to the, they get to the NFC Championship to face the Philadelphia Eagles up in Philly. Um, Philly monster of a team, monster of a season. I'm gonna let you talk about it a little bit here, Derrico, just to give you a little bit of what uh what Philly did this year. Crazy, sixteen and three overall, five hundred and forty six points scored, six All Pros, including. Uh, one of the Kelsey brothers and their quarterback, the NFC's number one seed, an unprecedented 70 sacks in 17 games. Damn it, the Philadelphia Eagles are the NFC champions. Talk about this game a little bit, the NFC championship, the 49ers versus the Eagles.
0: Well, let's go ahead and get the elephant out the room, San Francisco fans. Injuries are a part of the game, okay? You, You was riding... Brock Purdy, the rookie phenom for seven to eight games. You didn't complain then when y'all was winning that y'all didn't have y'all starting quarterback, so don't start now. Injuries are a part of the game. He got hurt, and everybody knew at that point it was a wrap. You could have just threw in the white flag, white towel, and just called it a night because at that point you had Josh Johnson who had been in the league about 15 years on 18,000 teams we knew that he was not going to do anything against Philadelphia the game was over as soon as Brock Purdy arm got hit and tore his little elbow up so at that point it wasn't a game we were just watching it for entertainment just to see how many points they were going to put up
1: really quickly not to, to cut you off I mean not to cut you off What do you say to those fans that felt Brock Purdy wasn't strong enough or or was the man towards UCL? He had had to have Tommy John surgery out for six months. I know at the time we were watching, a lot of people said, oh, man, he's a wimp. He's a sucker. What what do you say to those fans that kind of poo-pooed on Brock Purdy and his injury?
0: Stop looking at football based on your parlay. Stop watching football based on your fantasy football team. Stop looking at these guys as commodities instead of real people. Just because you think that he could have went through that, it's apparent that he tried. So stop using those as excuses. This ain't when they would spit on guys back in the day and tell them, shoot them up and, and send them back out there. That don't happen now. No, 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 no. Let's not do this. Let's not play this game about he's <laughs> soft, he's weak because he can, that's his throwing arm. It's not his non-throwing arm. He didn't throw the on. ball over 10 yards. Exactly. And,
1: and, so, no,
0: let's and, not do and, that.
1: And, and jo- Josh Johnson was knocked out of the game as well, uh, concussion protocol. He had per- – pull out this here, man. Shout out to him for coming back into the game after being injured the way that he was and just trying to finish that thing out. I think the consensus was San Francisco was just trying to finish that game at that point. All I mean, at
0: that point, yeah. yeah. The NFL couldn't stop the game. Because yeah, at that like point you <laughs> throw the
1: mercy rule in, right. right?
0: There's no running clock, so I mean, hey man, that's just some humble pie. That's all I got to say, just some humble pie. But I will no, give, it, I man. will give it up for San Francisco for getting there the way that they did. But unfortunately, y'all head coach got that mojo thing yeah. that he need to work on.
1: And I don't want to take anything away from the Philadelphia Eagles, man. They earned this spot. They earned this spot. They got here, man. They did uh, the week before beat the divisional opponent in in uh, the New York Giants. They ran through them like a hot knife through butter, and then they were able to, to host the NFC Championship game and play the San Francisco 49ers. Hey, this Like we always say, man, this was the team that was lined up in front of them. You know what I'm saying? Injuries do happen in, in, in sports, and, you know, it is what it is. But they find themselves now the NFC champions, and they are going to be facing the Kansas City Chiefs for it all in glendale arizona so we're moving on to the afc championship i'm doing good with my time derricko here we go final score chiefs were able to beat the Bengals 23 to 20 in arrowhead okay listen they told y'all it's arrowhead not burrowhead there was a lot of talk about the cincinnati Bengals after what they were able to do to the buffalo bills up there in uh orchard park and then you know it was like hey we got the chief's number let's do what we do so Bengals Chiefs AFC Championship 23 20. The Kansas City Chiefs squeaked this one out. Uh, injured Patrick Mahomes. Let's be real about this a high ankle sprain. Patrick Mahomes was able to, to wheel his team to a victory, man. And let me tell you something straight up I had a lot of people come at me sideways about Kansas City being all offense, you know what I'm saying, with, with Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes and this, that, and the third. Let's make no mistake about it. I think the the Kansas City Chiefs are in the Super Bowl largely in part of what their defense was able to accomplish and do against, in my opinion, one of the best quarterbacks and upcoming quarterbacks in the NFL right now, and Joe Burrow. Uh, Derrick, if you want to expand on that a little bit, man, looking at what the Kansas City Chiefs were able to do in that game to 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 head to their uh, second Super Bowl in three years.
0: I mean, it, it was a viable defense because they knew one that they their quarterback wasn't 100% healthy. So that kind of you know ups the ante as far as everybody saying to themselves that, hey, we got to step our game up. We got to carry this load until we get to the end of this game because we don't want our quarterback to get hurt. That's number one. Defense did step up. I guess Spags, um, a lot of credit for the mixer of um, defensive um, um, calls that he made. Um, Give it up to Chris Jones for making what stout plays that he did. And give it up to those rookie defensive backs on the back end that kept um, Jamar chased them pretty much intact as much as they could being rookies. So I think he, Spags really caught a great game. I thought that was going to be the downfall of them if they couldn't move on would be the defense. But again, I like being proven wrong and he proved me wrong. They came up, they showed up, um, uh, big time. And I knew that was going to be the better game out of the two anyway. And it didn't, it did leave up, live up to the hype. And I was actually g- glad that it was a good and close game.
1: Man, you keep saying Spags. Man, I want to say Steve Spagnuolo has been a defensive coordinator for every team in the damn league. I want to say he was here. Was, was he in Atlanta for a minute? What was he, in Atlanta, um, I, 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 I he was in Atlanta for a
0: second? I don't know
1: about that one. I thought he was in Atlanta for a second. I check
0: it. Yeah,
1: he's been like he's been like with like damn it. so if he hadn't been here in Atlanta, it's probably the only team he hadn't been with. Man, I know going back, you know, I can I know he was with the Giants. I know he's with the Rams. I know he's been with a lot of teams. I'm like, damn, he's old as hell, and he's still. <laughs> The coach is doing his thing. Yeah, Shout out yeah, Steve Spagnoli, man. Yeah. And being and being able to do what he did. He's he's one of those guys, too, man, who's been is just like one of those defensive-minded geniuses, man, and being able to do what he he was able to do. Shout out also to Kansas City. And a lot of people at the beginning of this season thought that they were gonna miss a step because they lost Tyreek Hill in the offseason. What were they gonna be able to do? They had and let's be real about this. And I'm we, we're talking very fast because we're coming up here on the hour mark. But let's be real about this, man. Kansas City did have, you know, some injuries. They had some people that they were missing. Like I said, what were they going to do uh, at the wide, re- wide receiver position with, with Tyreek Hill going down to to, to to the Dolphins? But they were able to bring in Kadarius Toney, who they, they were able to uh, get from the Giants. Um, Valdez uh, Scatling, who looked to be like one of the main targets uh, for Patrick Mahomes in the AFC Championship game. Um, You know, this was a back-and-forth match, like you said, the better of the two championship games, and it came down to, hey, uh, last man standing. Patrick Mahomes showed us who he was. He really did, you know. Um, All the talk about Burrow and what he was able to do and how the Cincinnati Bengals had a chip on their shoulder because the word around the street was, oh, it's 50,000 tickets were sold for the neutral site game here in Atlanta between them and the Bills. um, Cincinnati had something to say about that and they 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 beat the bills came in um Cincinnati had some success in Arrowhead uh the bulletin board material that had went around was the nick the new nickname for Arrowhead was burrowhead because of what their quarterback was able to do and able to accomplish but Kansas City said you know what hold my beer even with a high ankle sprain to our uh Patrick uh, our starting quarterback Patrick Mahomes we're going to go ahead and still pull this thing out so here we are coming up here this Sunday live and in, in living color, uh, Super Bowl Fifty Seven. Let's go ahead and do our quick predictions and rundowns here. Um, I know for one thing before we get into these predictions, Cole, before we end this show, um, I'm gonna enjoy the Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> I know I'm gonna enjoy that. Well, now. I, I,
0: <laughs> I, can, I can tell you, we was already on the same page because <laughs> you were gonna ask me who's gonna win. And the first thing I was going to say is Rihanna was going to win. She is going to win. I, I, hope, she, I, hope, you, win. I hope
1: she do, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> man, so if you didn't know, Rihanna is going to be performing the Super Bowl halftime, 57. That should be a good one here. So before we close this thing out, man, we're going to do our predictions. So I'm going to go first, Erico, if you don't mind. Um, I think this is going to be a very, very good game. I'm hoping it's going to be a good game. Um, these are two teams that have two good defenses. And I think this is going to be they're going to be both featured. I think that whoever comes up with the the last stop is going to be that team that's going to win. I think it's going to come to a a last drive and who's going to bow their back and stop that other team. Because we know both of these teams' offenses can score, but we do have two good defenses. I'm going to mention the fact that Kansas City right behind the Eagles were the leader in sacks, right? They can get after the pass as well. We saw them get after Joe Burrow. We saw them do that. I'm going to go ahead. My prediction is going to be the Philadelphia Eagles are going to win their second Super Bowl. I think with a score of, it's going to be 31 to 28. I think the Eagles are going to come up with a turnover some kind of way and stop Kansas City from actually uh, getting into the end zone and win their second Super Bowl. Derek, I'm handing it over to you. Tell me what you got on your prediction.
0: I want Philadelphia to win so that all the Cowgirl fans can be sick. However, if they played like they played last week, they're going to get beat by the Kansas City Chiefs because I just didn't see no energy, no creativity on offense. And I think as far as offense is concerned, I think they'll have a little more motivation over there on the Kansas City side because they got big red over there. So I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs in a nail-biter to 27 24.
1: Okay. There you have it, man. So we going both, you know, I'm going with the Eagles. You going with Kansas City. It should be made for an entertaining game this Sunday. That's all we hope for, because our boys ain't in it. Hell. Our boys is that that team against the team, you know, whatever. We'll come back at a later date to talk about our Atlanta Falcons. Um I'm just and having, what's going I'm just on having, with them in the offseason?
0: I'm just happy ain't them other quarterbacks that you know we can't stand. So I'm good. It's just entertainment Absolutely. purposes only.
1: All of them guys are going to be retiring here momentarily, and we're going to see a whole new group. It's funny because we got a whole new crop of quarterbacks now that are leading the charge of the NFL, and we'll talk about that here moving forward with some more podcasts um, as well. So, listen, we, we at the mark, though. We at the mark. We got a couple of minutes to go over because um, we can do that. But we are at our mark. mark. Um, shout out to you, man, for coming on and doing this lunch day special um, with your boy. Um before we get up out of here, man, I, I want to give a couple of shout-outs, uh, Derek. I, I know at the beginning of the podcast, I said we want to shout out our fans. Um, definitely a couple of uh fans I want to shout out that's been that doing pretty hard, man. My boy Theodore Clark always going for hard hard for us in the paint. Our boy Pat. Um definitely wanna shout out. Um, so listen, Derek, I don't know if I told you this, but we have been um plugged as a, a favorite amongst our MLS fans. Um, shout out to Oliver York. If you don't follow them on Twitter, they ask who are some of the favorite um, podcasts that people like to listen to when it comes to MLS soccer. And amongst our peers, we were thrown out there, man. So I want to definitely give a shout out to that.
0: Hit that, hit that button. Hit that
1: button. I'm going to hit that button. Give me a sec. There we go. absolutely man so i definitely wanted to hit that button man um so yeah so olive and york shout it out you know who who some of the podcasts that a lot of people like to listen to we're gonna definitely get back into our soccer thing shout out to our man reggie mckee shout out to footy mob mls soccer is gonna be back man but i definitely want to give a big big shout out to our brothers over there at chop soccer if you don't if you get a chance go over there i'll try to put the link out my man uh rocks fontaine up there in new york shout out to my man rocks man for real he's doing his thing man Check out his podcast. They do it big. They talking about soccer. Also wanted to give a shout-out to somebody else, uh, Shades of Blue Podcast. That's a Manchester City podcast over in England that also retweeted and shouted us out, man, talking about um, soccer, man. Black Soccer Talk as well. Also always want to shout-out um, any other uh, uh supporters groups, um, Mixtape615. Shout-out to them. The Black Herons down in Miami um uh, man i'm just doing this really really quickly off the top of my head but yeah definitely wanted to give those those guys a shout out for retweeting us man and 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 listening to us man we really really appreciate it man we definitely want to have two shots, come on our show and talk about um oh you too i got you um yeah. definitely want you guys to come over with us and, and do some some shop talk when it comes to to soccer soccer uh epl and um you know uh, MLS as well. I'm moving fast because, like I said, we're gonna hold it to our. Derico, man, it's your time to give everybody where they can find you and where they can holler at you at, brother.
0: Hey, I appreciate the love that you gave our listeners. We appreciate y'all tuning in. Without y'all, of course, there would be no us, so we appreciate that. Um, you can find me on the Twitter at vsus. What is it? vsusdd96. <laughs> or vsu 96 STD That's what it is. You can catch me on IG at Derrico underscore Virgo. You can catch me on Snapchat at DJKRO6. And then you can find me on Facebook at Stacy D. Derrico, if you're lucky enough to find me. And Absolutely. shout out to old man, Leo G, for keeping this thing going. <laughs> hey,
1: man. I, i'm gonna keep it rolling i'm gonna keep it doing it i'm gonna keep doing it man so listen you can always find and us shout out, the banks. shout out to our boy banks man i put his stuff in the comments here in a minute uh the leo g shoulder number one leo g shoulder number one on twitter hit us up we're gonna do a little better at responding and reaching back out to our fans there you can always holler at me on twitter on my personal account that's southern set with two t's southern set with two t's you can always holler at us over there shout out to my girl uh christine Uh for saying do an hour because that's all I got is for you is an hour. Damn it, shout out to my boy Stokes who've been listening to, and we'll be giving uh you know what we can as well, man. So listen, man, it's been another edition of, of the Leo G show. God, I feel so rushed, but it is what it is. Um, you know, we'll get my man Banks back. Hopefully, here we'll give you guys our thoughts after the Super Bowl. And listen, MLS talk is coming, MLS season is starting up February 25th. Shout out to my man, Reggie. We're going to get him on. Baseball will be coming up here right momentarily. Shout out to my man, Rob Stowe. We want to get him back on. Shout out to my brother-in-law, Walter Stiff. We got the draft coming up. We'll try to see if we can get him back on. Got a lot of stuff uh, coming up here down the pipe for the Leo G Show, man. Y'all be easy. Y'all be safe. We're going to be out.